Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. My name is Alex Lessler, and I am one of the pastors here at the church. Yeah, and I'm Brad Williams. I'm the lead pastor here at B4 Church. And today, we have a really important conversation. Brad, we're going to talk about something called the magic ratio. Um, It's no secret that in relationships, there's some of the best things in our life, but they are also some of the most challenging things. And so there's this concept, this idea called the magic ratio, which apparently is the key to happiness and connection and relationship. Brad, in one sentence, what is... The magic ratio. Yeah, the magic ratio really is the ratio of positive to negative interactions Mm. in a particular relationship. That's the magic relationship. I love this topic. You know I love this topic. I know you love this topic. You could talk about this topic all day long, which is kind of what we hope for right now. Not all day, but all podcast long. Yeah. Well, you know, this this first kind of hit my radar several years ago. Um, I was in a in a separate workshop situation where I learned about the magic ratio, okay. and it literally transformed my marriage. It transformed the way that I parented my kids, and uh, it's even leaked over into how I lead. And I, I just every time I'm reminded of it, it influences something for the better. Okay, so where did this concept come from? A uh, great question. Well, it was developed at the Gottman Institute, kind of started in the '70s up at University of Washington in Seattle. Um, It's this uh, group that basically studies marriages, and one of the most amazing things is they were able to begin to predict, and even today, they can predict with a 90% effective rate or or efficiency, 90%... uh, Yeah, 90% of the time. time, Yeah, exactly. They can predict whether a marriage is going to fail or whether it's going to be successful. That's insane. Yeah, and it's all based on this ratio, and it's wow. it's how they observe the positive to negative interactions in a couple. So they'll film a couple for like an hour, two hours interacting, and then they can look at the film later and say, yeah, they'll count the interactions and go, this couple's headed for disaster unless they make a change. And that's all based on that one idea, that if there are five positive interactions to one negative, then they can clearly see that the couple is headed in the right direction. Yeah, and there's a lot to learn there. I mean, wow. they, they'll even talk about, and other people who have studied this a little further have discovered that um, a ratio that's higher than that, like if it's seven to one, mm. um, that actually becomes sort of a passive relationship. Sure. You know, it's like uh, the person who compliments you every <laughs> single day. Right. Eventually, uh, you don't take their compliments seriously anymore, right? Right, yeah, of course. I mean, it just feels like, oh, that's nice, thanks, but... Yeah. And at the same time, at the other end of the spectrum, if you're one-to-one, you know, if it's yeah. negative, to, negative to positive one-to-one every single day, there's a toxicity that begins to develop. And so what they've discovered is there's sort of this happy place in the middle where you actually can say, no, our ratio is about five-to-one. Right. And there's a good reason why they acknowledge that. Um, you know, we have, there's, a, there's something in our neurology that tends to let negative things stick like Velcro in our in our brain. Which is why if you get like one negative email in a hundred right. positive emails, it's the one that sticks with you. Yeah, yeah. You get you get a bunch of encouraging things. You have a great day. It's four forty five in the afternoon mm-hmm. and you read your email and there's somebody that sends you something negative. Right. And that will be how you remember your day. You'll start your next day. That'll be hanging over you. There's a neurological reality with us that we tend to let the negative stimulus stick. There's a stickiness to the negativity that the positive stuff doesn't seem to have. And so what they've discovered is we need this level of positive in order for us to live in this healthy space with each other. Okay, so 
for many of our listeners, they have never thought about this concept, having a ratio of positive to negative. But there's actually a really common thing that almost everybody is aware of that we do practice that is a ratio that isn't helpful, and it's called the sandwich principle. Right, the compliment sandwich. Right. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, you probably, if, you're, if any of you are listening to this and you've been any leadership organization, you know, yeah. somewhere somebody came up with this, hey, if you're going to tell somebody something bad, <laughs> put it in a compliment sandwich. Right. But, you know, any sandwich that has anything bad in it isn't a good sandwich. Right. But, uh, you know, even that and that principle, first of all, if I come to you and I say, hey, Alex, first, let me just start by telling you, I really yeah. appreciate. I already know right then right. something else is coming. Yeah. Right. And then it doesn't matter what I say after that. Right. You've just gone negative on, yeah. on the middle of these two things. And so that right. ratio is off. So a compliment right. sandwich is a broken ratio. It's right. two to one. Because the science says that two to one is still right. not the magic ratio. It's not ratio. the magic ratio. Right. And also what this infers is this. The ratio doesn't exist inside of a single conversation or a mm. single moment. So this is where it starts to get really practical and how you yeah, can say this transforms a relationship, this right. transforms a larger scope of things because it's not about one conversation. In order to get five to one, with you, in, in, for example, because um, we will talk about this in leadership, five to one with you means I have to look at how our interactions have been over maybe the course of a week. Sure, yeah. Maybe two weeks. Maybe I may not see each other for several days. And right. so what that begins to infer is that you're looking at a larger span of time and your awareness of how you're interacting on a regular basis has to increase. Yeah, that's, that's really important that we understand that this isn't like a one-moment stack all five in the five minutes that I have with you, but that we're looking at our relationship on a larger, yeah. more macro level. Yeah, it's sort of like a, a pot of boiling water, and you're just okay. checking the temperature and saying, where are we? You know, where are we at with this thing? And it's yeah. not going to just instantly get to where you want it to get. You, right. just, you have to be monitoring what is the temperature of this? What is the ratio? So in a, in a little bit, we're going to get to examples in your marriage or marriage period, leadership, parenting, those kind of things. Yeah. But before we do, let's talk about what is the makeup of these positive interactions? Great. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to give you a several of them. And if you're taking notes listening to this, you can write them down, or I'm sure that we'll have these in our show notes. But here's just a couple of things. I mean, one of them obviously is to be interested. Mm. That's a huge thing. Um, you know, talking to somebody who's disinterested never feels positive. Sure. But talking to somebody, you're like, hey, you're actually listening to me. Right. We register that as a positive interaction. So be interested. Um, second, and this is really, um, this is very applicable to the marriage context, to, to yeah. parenting, is to express affection. Right. That's huge. That's huge. Now, I'm going to stop you for a minute, and I'm going to go back to the first one, because when you say be interested, what is a key um, that some something's an action, something that someone can do that shows I'm actually interested in you and what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I think one of the biggest things I do in my relationship with Sherry is I ask questions. Yeah. I try to respond verbally when she says something. You know, right. when you live 25 years with somebody, it's really easy to talk kind of around each other, but right. not necessarily be talking with each other. Sure. And so... I try to make a habit of like commenting and leaving open-ended things saying, well, what, how did that make you feel? Or just dialoguing and making sure that she feels like I'm actually engaged in the conversation, right. not just listening to her talk, not just registering information. So right. it's that, um, it's also just nodding. It's making eye contact. Yeah. It's, um, it's just doing certain things right. to say I'm, I'm here. Right. And the eye contact thing, that's such a, a huge emphasis because we have these screens in our pockets all the time. Mm -hmm. They're buzzing. Things are getting our attention. So to say I'm interested in you means Drop you phone. have my undivided yeah. attention right now. Okay. So, so, so be interested. Right. And then, I, then I mentioned expressing affection. Right. Um, this one's huge. It's amazing. Um, just, 
uh, a hand on a shoulder, holding hands, little physical expressions, those things are, are really, um, really important. Right. Um, verbal stress, they've actually proven this. Verbal stress goes down when we touch each other mm. gently. So right. um, if you're in this argument, <laughs> I'm not going to touch you across <laughs> the table. We're staying six feet apart. We're six feet apart, so you but, can't uh, reach me anyway. But, but you know, if we're, if we're in a disagreement and then I just put my hand on your shoulder and say, hey, and I begin to talk with you right. that way, in, in the right way, there's right. a sense of like, okay, we're physically connecting. So right. um, physical affection, verbally telling somebody, hey, right. I really appreciate you. Those, right. are, those are important things. Yeah, that's so good. And, and it's not for this episode, but the point as to why so much mental health is on the decline in our current moment, I think you can look at some of this and the reality that humans are not physically interacting right. with each other anymore. Right, that's huge. Okay, so what's next? Um, demonstrate that someone matters. I think that's always really important. So... Uh, just showing value in somebody, even when you disagree, just saying, you know, I really appreciate this about you. I'm, I love mm. that you see things from that perspective. Um, wow. Uh, actually, you know, knowing that there's value in them and acknowledging that, right. even if it's not what you wanted to hear, I think that's right. really huge to just stop and go, wait a second, that's a good perspective. Thank you for bringing that yeah. up. That is a massive powerful, positive interaction yeah. with somebody. And can you imagine in our world, even in our moment right now, when we demonstrated that somebody mattered apart from their opinion or their action? Right. That's you, powerful. Yeah. And this is also why, you know, romantic gestures early on in a relationship, why they go so far. Like, yeah, I remember when we were first dating, I remember one time I got a, an Oregonian because uh, Sherry grew up here in Portland. I got an yeah. Oregonian and I got some scones and some right. juice and I delivered it to her apartment and where was I, she living? She was living in Phoenix. Right. So that's on easy yeah, thing so to do. This, yeah, yeah. And this was back in the day, you know, so I had to go find an Oregonian newspaper and have it del- and bring it to her doorstep. Wow. Um, but there was something that when I did that, that told her, hey, yeah, I, I, you matter to me enough right. that I showed up at your doorstep at 5 right. a.m. She probably this. didn't care what was on the front page. Yeah. It had everything to do with the gesture. Yeah. That's yes. really cool. Yeah. So the next one, I would say intentional appreciation. That's another one that I think is really important that you're actually appreciating that you're that you're stopping and saying thank you for, for what you've done. That's mm. huge. Um, just giving positive verbal interactions. That's incredibly important. Um, uh, in addition to that, another one I would throw in there is just opportunities for agreement. Mm. Um, this is huge. And I'm going to talk more about this one with parenting. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I call it catching them doing the right thing. Mm. That's really important. Yeah, like when you yeah. say, Hey, I, I just see that you did this or, Hey, I agree with you on this. There, there's yeah. real value in like, Oh, that was good. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, that's that's a huge boost to the positivity. Absolutely. We'll circle back around on that one as well, not just for parenting, but also in leadership yeah. um, as you lead an organization here. Yep. So, um, okay, keep going. We yeah. got a couple more. Yeah, empathize and apologize. That's right. huge. Um, I know we all have different levels of ability to do this. Sure. But empathy it, is using those feeling words. It feels like you feel this. Are you feeling right. this way? Right. You know, acknowledging like, oh, I can't imagine how that makes you feel. Yeah. But um, those kinds of things are important. And then apologizing, yeah. um, actually stopping and apologizing is a positive interaction, which just is yeah. really good for us to know that when I say, Hey, I'm sorry for the way that I interacted with you. Yeah. That is the first step in starting to move the ratio in the right yeah. direction. You know, and empathy is beyond just, um, vocalizing those feelings, but actually feeling them, right. like allowing yourself to enter into somebody's shoes and experience what they do. And it almost always changes what would be a negative interaction to a positive one when you walk in somebody's shoes. Yeah. Okay. Accept your partner's or 
whoever you're working alongside of or partnering with their perspective. Yeah, that's a big one for me okay. is is actually stopping and saying your perspective is valid. Valid, right. Yeah, just validating their perspective on right. things and saying, oh, I understand how you see this and, and, and that you see it this way. That's right. really, and validating that, saying, I get it. Not qualifying it, not saying, mm. oh, you see it that way because you grew up this way and that was your childhood, mm. but actually stopping and saying, no, this is legitimate. Like, I see how you see it. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, and then the last one I think is really big is... is <laughs> it's to, my favorite, by the way. Yeah, it's just, it's to have fun. It's make yeah. jokes. It's to have fun. It's to remember to laugh. Yeah. Um, even in the tense, awkward moments to stop and go, wait a second, can we joke in the middle of this? And, you know, I, I've, we can yeah. ease tensions oftentimes by just let's lighten the mood a little bit yeah. by easing some, some of that. Yeah, that's joke. so good. And if you're listening to this, um, we've already mentioned that all of this came from the Gottman Institute of Research. Um, there's actually going to be in our show notes a link to an article that has all of these and some further descriptions about these in it, which is where we're pulling some of this information yeah. from um, if you want to take a deeper dive into it. Okay, Brad, so now let me ask you a question. How do you know where you are at yeah, in regards to all of this? Great question. You know, earlier I mentioned, you know, it can't be a single conversation that you're yeah. looking at a larger bandwidth of time. This is where you do something called testing the ratio. Okay. And this has been huge. This is the big thing that, uh, that I learned, and it's really been the transformational part. And that's really this. And, and, and I'll have to confess this, but usually I test the ratio when things are starting to sure. feel off. They're not going well. Right. right. It's that red flag mechanism. Yeah. Something happened. There was a conversation, interaction that says, okay, there is something bad there. What's going on? Start to see a pattern. Yeah. I'll start asking the question, I wonder what our ratio is. Mm. Um, this has been really important just to stop and observe and say, what what has my ratio been with this person? So if somebody mm -hmm. snaps at me, if somebody... Uh, if my wife is suddenly I find that she's irritated, then I have to look back and go, what have her last seven or eight interactions been like with me? And right. if they've all been negative, if they've right. all been, which by the way, in a marriage, sometimes just neutral feels negative if you're sure. not living in a positive environment. Well, and sometimes those negative interactions are not you being negative to her, but you being negative about something else. Right. And so it's still a negative interaction. Right, right. And even the stuff like, hey, we're doing the chores, we're dealing with details. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that stuff feels negative sure. depending on your personality type as well. And yeah. so you have to just think through that. Like, has she experienced a five to one positive to negative ratio with mm -hmm. me? And if she hasn't, um, then I've got to do something about it. So I'm going to test the ratio. So right. if I see her reacting a certain way, or um, I do it this way, if right. I feel like um, I'm starting to let things bubble up to the surface with her. Sure. Then sometimes I'll stop and I'll test the ratio. I'll think about it. And then I right. literally will say this. I'll just say, Hey babe, I think our ratio is off. Mm. Uh, that's given us common language. Yeah. You know, we're able yeah. to talk about that and say, I think the ratio is off. Right. And let's, let's think about this. And that immediately allows me, if she says it to me and I say it to her, now I pump the brakes. The next mm. time I'm about to have an interaction and I go, Ooh, I'm just piling more negative on top of this. I pump the brakes and go, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't yeah. have this conversation. Yeah. We are beyond the productiv pr productivity of, of right. anything here. And so so that's a really critical part of this. Which I think is cool. And you, you highlighted a couple of things. One is you ask yourself the question, is my ratio off right. in this relationship? Right. But then you also, in one of your examples, said you tested that, you asked that question of Sherry as well. So not just yourself, but you asked somebody right. else, is our ratio off? Um, that's key, but you, you, in order to do that, you have to do something that you said earlier, which is you had an agreed upon language. Yeah. So in, in the middle of an argument, it's not the best time to tell them about this Gottman Research Institute when we discovered the magic ratio. Yeah. Like, you agree about that. 
Yeah, before. let me just say this to everybody listening. Please do not weaponize this podcast <laughs> against your partner, right? Yes. Don't go take this and just like start dumping this on yeah. it. This is something, believe it or not, Sherry and I were both sitting in the room together when we learned about this, and we actually applied it to our children before we applied it to our marriage, <laughs> um, which I think kind of leads yeah. to the, the, one yeah, of the last sure. things I yeah. really want to talk about, and that's that this isn't just limited to a marriage environment. Yeah. This helped us parenting tremendously, that when right. we saw that one of our kids was headed kind of in the wrong direction. And you know, as a parent, you kind of have your finger on the pulse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, things are heading in a particular way. Our interactions are bad. They seem short-tempered. What's yeah. going on? You know, there's the basic stuff, you know, especially as they become teenagers, like, are they eating? Are they getting sleep? You know, yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. But beyond that, we just started to test the ratio. And so if I saw that, you know, maybe Sherry's interactions with one of our kids suddenly became really toxic, mm -hmm. I'd say, well, what's your ratio been like? Mm. And, I, and I remember times yeah. when she'd say, well, no, that's, it's fine. But fine isn't positive. Fine right. is sort of in that neutral, neutral space. Neutral zone, yeah. And so we began really becoming aware of that. And we would say something. And she would say to me when she witnessed something, she'd say, mm -hmm. hey, she needs more positive from you right now. And so we would make the deal with each other like, hey, if something needs to be corrected, it can't be you yeah. until we fix the ratio. Yeah. And so let me take that on. And we would literally work around our kids that way, but just to help us be in that place. Because again, if we can create a five to one positive to negative ratio, mm -hmm. that means that one negative thing I say, which we're going to say is negative. Right. But what if it's constructive criticism? Right. It actually gets heard by my kids. Yeah. If I'm at a one-to-one -one or someplace in yeah. that toxic zone yeah. and I'm giving constructive criticism, it is literally just falling on deaf ears. It sure. just exacerbates the situation. Sure. Or on the opposite end of the spectrum, if it's the seven-to-one or ten-to-one, yeah. they're like, that's just dad. Right. Or that's just mom. Or that's, right. you know, it doesn't have the same weight to it that, oh my goodness, it doesn't this have is teeth. so meaningful. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't sink in. Yeah. And so it's really important. So it's been an amazing thing in our parenting. I actually yeah. think it's one of the one of the more valuable things we ever learned as a mom and dad. Yeah. And then again, when I talk about that leaking out, that leaks into any organization we're working in. So yeah. uh, work environments, if you're having a negative experience with somebody, my guess is hmm. your ratio is probably off. You yeah. probably could look and go, well, yeah, every time I'm in that person's office, every time I walk past their door, every time I see them in the parking lot, by the mailbox, at the water cooler, right. it's negative, and that will begin to tell you, okay, that explains why we're here. Right. right, and often we capitulate that problem because when we have those negative experiences, we just want to create distance, which means we have less experiences, right. which means everyone is negative at that point. Right, right. You know, and then it becomes a relationship that's yep. almost toxic for us. Yeah. So for someone in that place... They have to break that, right? Right. And they have to look at these seven different things and intentionally practice, you know, building positivity into the relationship. Right. And, you know, and this is the part of this podcast where we say, well, we also are a church. Yeah. Right? And so we're not just talking about, you know, just basic life principles. Absolutely. There's, there are biblical principles in this. Yeah. When we talk about breaking the ratio, the one thing I have to say is, as followers of Jesus, we're called to lay our lives down, which yeah. another way I like to say that is we make the first move. Yeah. We're the ones that say, if the ratio needs to be fixed, yeah. I want to beat you to the punch. I want to yeah. be the first one to fix the ratio, not just wait for you to do it. So yeah. if it's a work environment, if it's your kids, if it's your marriage, it's you saying, no, I've got a call in my life to, to actually lay my life down. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve you yeah. by increasing this ratio. Yeah. No, and, and that actually reminds me of the letters in the New Testament. Paul, when he writes to churches and some churches that there's actually a lot of negative things going on he spends the beginning of the letter really building them up, affirming them, calling them who they are in Christ. So all of that 
proves to us that this stuff here that they found in a lab, right, that they studied, right. is really drawing from deep, ancient biblical truth. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's really good stuff. So I love this. It's been so important. I think I think that's why I said if you're going to talk about something, this is something I'd love to talk about. Yeah. It's influenced my leadership. It's influenced my parenting. It's influencing my, my marriage to this day. Yeah. It still is a part of what we talk about. Um, so if you're out there listening, I encourage you, read a little bit more. Check yeah. out the show notes. And again, feel free to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with friends. Check us out on social media. And, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, guys. See you later. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.